Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Another awesome Sunday. I believe that you are already enjoying the mercy of God. You know, this month is almost done. <laughs> and today we have our dear brother Joji, who is uh, proving that the word works again and again. When you see him, you'll always know that faith works. You know that the word works. And he's got a smile and he's, he's a blessing. So you're going to enjoy your time with him. And his work in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah. He's receiving. So open your heart and receive. Listen to what the Lord has to say. I'm sure you will have a wonderful time. You're blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people. Hallelujah. And thank you, Brother John, for helping us in translation. Hallelujah. It's a good day. This is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. And I am excited that we are in the plans and purposes of God. God saw us, saw this day before the foundation of the earth was laid. And He saw that we are the people who are fit to be present on the earth in this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited about this? I am. Hallelujah. So, let's get into the Word of God. Let's start with the prayer. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that you are here in the midst of us. We thank you. We thank you that it's a privilege and an honor to speak the words of the Creator of heaven and earth. It's a privilege and an honor to work and serve for the Creator of heaven and earth, our Father. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Daddy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That we have bold access into your throne, into your arms. Ha, ha, ha. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. You are so good to us. Your loving kindness, your tender mercies. They are from everlasting to everlasting. We thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You've given us another opportunity. Another day. You woke us up with new mercies. Ha, ha. We worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Father, as we go into your word, thank you, Holy Ghost, you are in charge. We acknowledge your leadership. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That you are working in and through every person here, Father. Thank you that you are opening the eyes of our understanding. That we will see the truth and the truth will set us free. Father, thank you that none shall be the same. Hallelujah. And I declare we shall not be hearers, only we will be doers of the word of God. <laughs> thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, how many of you believe that our God is a God of faith? Hallelujah. He is a God of faith. If I ask any believer, any Christian, do you believe that God is a God of faith? You will say yes. But what does it mean to be a God of faith? What is this faith? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's read that in Kannada as well. Hallelujah. It says, without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
please our Father, the creator of heaven and earth. Here the word without is the Greek word chorus which means outside of something. Like outside the city limits. Hallelujah. So here uh, without means outside. And then the word please means to bring delight or pleasure. And the word impossible means impotent, incapable, hallelujah, weak. So when you put these meanings there in that verse, it means without or outside the realm of faith, you are incapable, weak or impotent in bringing delight or pleasure to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think about it. Outside the realm of faith, we are impotent or incapable, incapable in bringing delight to God our Father. He's a Father. He's a loving Father. He loves us too much. Hallelujah. But every parent, there are certain moments when their children bring delight to the parents. Hallelujah. Those are special moments. Hallelujah. And here scripture says, outside faith. You cannot bring or you are incapable to bring any form of delight or pleasure to our Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in Romans chapter 14 verse 23 it says, Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Hallelujah. Let's read that in uh, Kannada. Romans chapter 14 verse 23. It says, He that doubteth is damned. Uh, if he eat, but he eats not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Let's hear it in Kannada, brother. Adre Vobanu Tana Tinuma Padartha Dale, Dosha Villa Yamba Druda Nambikaila de Tindare, Aunu Tana Tana Tapidane, Tapistane, Maricolatane, Yakandre, Adu Dosha Rahitavada Dalla, Yamba Nambike on a Lilla, Nambike Adara Villa de. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever means anything. Anything and everything that is not of faith is sin. The Greek word for sin is hamartia, which means an offense. That means whatever you do, which is not in the realm of faith, is an offense to God. Hallelujah. It is offending to God. Hallelujah. Think about it. So that's why he said, God, I mean, you have at least four verses in the Bible, once in the Old Testament and three times in the New Testament, the same phrase repeating, which is the just shall live by faith. That's uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, Romans 1 17, Galatians 3 11 and Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. It's written four times. The just or the justified, the righteous shall live by faith. That means it's a lifestyle. A lifestyle of faith that is pleasing or that brings delight and pleasure to our Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what is this? How can you constantly be in that realm of faith? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5 verse 7. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Let's hear that in Kannada, brother. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Hallelujah. That means you do not walk by your senses. Your lifestyle is not based on what you see, you feel, you touch, your environment, what the media tells you, what, what your parents tell you, but you walk 
in that realm of faith. You are constantly in that realm of faith. Every action that you do should be in an act of faith. Hallelujah. That sounds impossible. But if it was impossible, God would not have uh, mentioned that. He would not be expecting this of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I mean, um, in Mark chapter 11 verse 22, He said, have the faith of God. In some translations it is written, have faith in God. But the original translation says, have the faith of God. The faith of the creator of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Faith of God. Who is he telling to? His disciples. The people who have listened to him. The people who have submitted themselves to Jesus. Hallelujah. He's telling them, have the faith of God. And then in the next verse, he goes on to explain how the faith of God works. He says in verse 23, For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Hallelujah. I know this is a very famous scripture in faith circles and in our churches, in our foundational doctrines. We have, we have, um, we have drilled down on this scripture. We have made sure that every person in our church knows these scriptures. But still, we are in a season, in a, in a, in a time... Or uh, uh, where, where sometimes we question certain things. Things happening around us, they try to influence us. You see more, more and more in, uh, people in depression, people committing suicides. Every day you see news reporting that the number of cases of corona is increasing and you have to be careful. Meanwhile, people just do whatever they want, but there's fear still coming up and then you can't go out without a mask. It's an offense right now to walk out without a mask. I mean, these things do creep up in your, in your thinking. Sometimes you question yourself. Just the other day, we, we, met, uh, we, we, we met a certain person who, who said they're a Christian, but then they were questioning. So in our neighborhood, they, they were questioning all kinds of things. Why did God do these things? Uh, why, why is Jesus not coming? Why are these things happening to us? Oh, I don't know how long we will live. I'm scared to send my children out. They will not even send their kids out to play. And they are constantly in the house. I mean, these are believers. Blood-bought Christians. But they are scared. They are in fear. I know we have talked about these things. But then, still, this is something that pertains to our season. Are all the things that you do an action of faith? We have to question ourselves. Are we bringing pleasure and delight to our Father in Heaven? And Jesus said, this is how it operates. Whatsoever things you say... If you shall not doubt in your heart, then believe that what you say will come to pass, it will happen. You will have what you say. Brother, can we hear that in Kannada? Mark 11, 22 and 23. Yesu Pratyutaravagi, Aurige, Heli Denandre, Devur Ali Nambike Idiri. Yakandre, Nanu Nimage, Nijavagi Hirutene, Yavanadru, E. Betake, Nino Kitukondo Hogi, Samudra Dali Bidu in the Heli. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
says, you shall not doubt in your heart. The word doubt means to waver, like the waves on the sea. You're at one, uh, I mean, you're in this place at one instant, and the next instant you're somewhere else. Hallelujah. You're wavering. You are doubting. You are, you are in different positions at different instances. You're not constant. You're not fixated to one point. That's the meaning of the word doubt. Hallelujah. So here it says, you shall not doubt in your heart. That means you are not moving from one position to other. Maybe this is God's will. Maybe that is God's will. You say one thing at one point, you say another thing at one point. No. You're constant. You're fixed. And you believe that what you say is going to happen and you will have what you say. That is God's faith. That is how God created everything. Hallelujah. Romans chapter um, let, let's look at 4 verse 17. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. It says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead, and calls those things which be not, as though they were. He calls those things which be not, as though they were, as though they are already there. Hallelujah. That's a God kind of faith operating. God did not doubt. When he said something, it's already there. In Genesis chapter 1, well, let's read that in Kannada, Romans 4.17. Let's hear that in Kannada again. Hallelujah. So, in Genesis chapter 1, Hallelujah, we see creation. We see how God created everything. Verse 3, it says, God said, let there be light and there was light. God said, let there be light and there was light. He said something. Hallelujah. And it says in the original Hebrew, you will find it written like this. And God declared, light be and light was. He said something and immediately it was past tense. Why? Because he believed that whatever he says will come to pass. He called the light which was not there as though it was already there and it was there. That's a God kind of faith. And this is the same kind of faith that we are supposed to operate. Hallelujah. This is the faith that Jesus operated in. And 1 John 4, 17 says, As He is, so are we in this world. Right now. As a born again, blood bought Christian. As a new creation. The moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the faith of the Son of God inside you. We will look that. We will come to that in detail. But you need to understand, that's the faith that God expects us to operate in. Hallelujah. The moment God said something, it is done. El finito. I don't know where I got that. I think that's the name of a, a boxer from the 90s. I liked him. He's a lightweight boxer. I mean, the moment he entered, he's never lost a match. The moment he entered the ring, that's it. You know for sure that you, I mean, he is one and you are lost. He's never lost a match. El Finito's name was uh, Lopez. El Finito Lopez. Hallelujah. So it's the same thing. 
Once God says something, it is finished. It is done. That's why Isaiah 55 verse 11, he said, My word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return unto me empty, but it shall accomplish that which it was sent forth to do, and shall prosper in the things whereunto I send it. I means God is so confident about it. That what I say is going to happen. It will be established and it will prosper. Hallelujah. That's the God kind of faith. And that's the same faith that he expects us to operate in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. Romans chapter 3 verse 4 says, Let God be true and every man a liar. If God speaks one lie, one lie or half a lie, Anything and everything you see around you will cease to exist because they are there because of his word. That's the truth. His word is the truth. John 17, 17 says. His word is the truth. The ultimate truth. The, the most finite thing in all creation. His word. Hallelujah. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. That's Hebrews 1, 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he says something, it is finished. It is done. And he expects it to happen. Hallelujah. Let's look at the story of Abraham. In Romans chapter 4, we'll read from verse 13. Romans chapter 4 verse 13 onwards. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. Let's read verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to only that which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Hallelujah. See, it talks about the faith of Abraham. The faith of Abraham. Why is this thing so special? Let's see that. Uh, brother, can you read Romans chapter 4 verse 16 in Kannada? Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's talking about the faith of Abraham. And then we read verse 17 earlier which says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God. Hallelujah. This is God speaking about Abraham. He says, I have made you a father of many nations. This, the Apostle Paul is quoting Genesis chapter 17, the story of Abraham. In verse 4, Genesis 17 verse 4, God is speaking to Abraham. He said, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be a father of many nations. Look here, God is saying, you shall be a father of many nations. And in the next verse, he says, Neither shall your name any more be called Abraham, but shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations I have made thee. Look at that. He's in verse 
four, he said, you shall be a father of many nations. The next verse, he said, I have made you a father of many nations. Hallelujah. From a future tense, immediately it went to a past perfect tense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how the faith of God operates. So in God's eyes, the moment he said those verses, the moment those words was released from his mouth, it was already done and established. Hallelujah. But now there is some action from Abraham's side for this faith to come to pass. Hallelujah. We know in James chapter 2 verse 17 and 26 it says, Faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Now Abraham heard these verses from God, these words from God. He, the word came from God directly to Abraham. And God called him a father of many nations. Meanwhile, he is almost a hundred years old. His wife is ninety. And naturally, when he looked at his body, man, there's nothing to, to be proud of. Hallelujah. I mean, look at a ninety-year-old man or a hundred-year-old man. I mean, what is there to show off there? So when he looked at himself in the natural, man, there's nothing to speak about here. Hallelujah. But then let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 18 onwards. But um, brother, let's, let's just read verse uh, Genesis chapter 17, verse 4 and 5. Hallelujah. So God called him a father of many nations and God expects that. Hallelujah. And then Romans chapter 4 verse 18, it's talking about what Abraham did. Verse 18 says, Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed B. Look at that. Abraham, see, who against hope, that means in under natural circumstances and under natural expectations. What can you expect naturally from a hundred year old man? Hallelujah. The word hope means confident expectation. So, what can you confidently expect from a hundred year old man naturally? It's here it says, he went against it. He went against natural hope and believed in hope. That is the confident expectation that comes from God's word. Hallelujah. What did God, God call him? A father of many nations. Hallelujah. And then the next verse says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Hallelujah. Look at that. I mean, he being not weak in faith. How? Because he did not, he stopped considering the natural circumstance, uh, circumstances and he left all the natural expectations and he confidently started expecting what God said to come to pass. Then what, what happened? He just forget, hey, forget about how my body looks and forget about Sarah's womb, which is literally dead. It says the deadness of Sarah's womb. That means that's an organ that is literally not working. Hallelujah. No life in it. It is there, but then literally it is like useless. 
He said he did not consider that. He said, baby, daddy said it, let's go. Let's act on it. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. That's verse 20. He staggered not. That means he was not wavering. He did not doubt. It's the same word as doubt. To waver. He did not think, Oh, what's going to happen? What if when I lie on the bed, nothing happens? What if? What if? You know the questions that come? What if? All those thoughts. Hallelujah. What if? He did not succumb to that fear. I mean, this is a real thing. Many men go through these things. Fear. What if? What if? Men in their 30s I'm talking about. But here, a hundred year old man, he decided, hey, hey, I'm not going to be moved by those things. I'm not going to be moved by those things. He staggered not, hallelujah, at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not let the natural circumstances affect his thinking, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he promised, he was able to perform. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the actual performance is from God. Why? Because God promised. Whose words were those? His words. So whose responsibility is it to perform? His responsibility. Hallelujah. So what do we do? We, we are not moved by that promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 23 says, It was not written for his sake alone. It was imputed to him, but for us also. Ha ha ha. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. He believed. That's why a whole nation was formed from that one man. That one man, the whole nation of Israel came from that one man's act of faith. By not being moved by how his body looked. Hallelujah. He knew if God said it, that's how it's going to happen. It's already done. God has already called me a father of many nations. That means, ha ha ha, baby, come on, let's do it. I'm a father of many nations. Nations come from our womb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He saw it. Hallelujah. I want you to see how this faith operates. This is very important, especially in this time and season. Let's go to, uh, but before that, brother, let's read Romans chapter 4, verses 18 to 24. Let's read that in Canada. Romans chapter 4, verse 18 to 24, talking about Abraham's faith, how he acted on his faith. ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನಿಗೆ ಮಕ್ಕಳಾಗುವ ಅಸ್ಪದವೇ ಇರಲಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೂ ಅವನು ದೇವರನ್ನು ನಂಬಿ ತನ್ನ ನಿರೀಕ್ಷೆಯಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ಮುಂದುವರೆದನು ಆದ ಕಾರಣ ಅವನು ಅನೇಕ ಜನಾಂಗಗಳಿಗೆ ತಂದೆ ಆದನು ದೇವರು ಅವನಿಗೆ ನೀನು ಅನೇಕ ಜನಾಂಗಗಳನ್ನು ಪಡೆಯುವೆ ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದಂತೆ ಆಯಿತು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ಸುಮಾರು ನೂರು ವರ್ಷದಂದಿರುವಾಗ ಅವನು ದೇವ್ ಅವನ ದೇಹವು ದುರ್ಬಲವಾಗಿತ್ತು ಆದ ಕಾರಣ ಅವನು ಮಕ್ಕಳನ್ನು ಪಡೆಯುವ ಸಾಧ್ಯತೆ ಇರಲಿಲ್ಲ ಅಲ್ಲದೆ ಸಾರಳಿಗೂ ಮಕ್ಕಳಾಗುವ ಸಾಧ್ಯತೆ ಇರಲಿಲ್ಲ ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ಇದರ ಬಗ್ಗೆ ಆಲೋಚಿಸಿದನು ಆದರೂ ದೇವರು ಅವನ ಮೇಲೆ ಅವನಿಗಿದ್ದ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯು ಬಲಹೀನವಾಗಲಿಲ್ಲ ದೇವರು ಮಾಡಿದ ವಾಗ್ದಾನವು ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಅವನ ಸಂಶಯ ಪಡೆದಿಲ್ಲ ಮತ್ತು ತನ್ನ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಕೊನೆಗೊಳಿಸುವಲ್ಲಿ
ಅವನು ತನ್ನ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಬಲವಾಗಿ ಬೆಳೆದನು ಮತ್ತು ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ಸಲ್ಲಿಸಿದನು ದೇವರು ತಾನು ಮಾಡಿದ ವಾಗ್ದಾನವು ಖಂಡಿತವಾಗಿ ನೆರವೇರಿಸಬಲ್ಲನೆಂದು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ದೃಢವಾಗಿ ನಂಬಿದನು ಅದರಿಂದ ದೇವರು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನನ್ನು ನಂಬಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಸ್ವೀಕರಿಸಿದನು ಅದು ಅವನನ್ನು ನೀತಿವಂತನಾಗಿ ಮಾಡಿತು ಆ ಈ ಮಾತುಗಳು ಬರೆಯಲ್ಪಟ್ಟಿರುವುದು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನಿಗೆ ಮಾತ್ರವಲ್ಲ ನಮಗಾಗಿಯೂ ಬರೆಯಲ್ಪಟ್ಟಿರುವೆ ನಾವು ನಂಬಿದರಿಂದ ದೇವರು ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಸಹ ಸ್ವೀಕರಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವವನು ನಮ್ಮ ಪ್ರಭುವಾದ ಯೇಸುವನ ಸತ್ತರೊಳಗಿಂದ ಜೀವಂತವಾಗಿ ಎಬ್ಬಿಸಲ್ದಾತನ ದೇವರಲ್ಲಿ ನಾವು ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಡುತ್ತೇವೆ So let's see a little more about how this faith operates. Let's go to the book of creation, Genesis chapter 1. Hallelujah. We saw verse 3, it says God said, let there be light and there was light. Verse 4, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Hallelujah. Now there are two things I want you to observe here. Hallelujah. It says verse 3 God said and in verse 5 God called. There are two words here. said and called. Very important to understand. This describes how God's faith work. See the word for said is the Hebrew word amar which means to command, to declare. hallelujah uh, in boldness in full confidence commanding or declaring something in confidence and the word called means to appoint to certify to assign characteristics and you certify said for example when you when a company releases a product this there is a certification the quality certified qc said so that means this product qualifies all what it is designed to function i mean it 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 fulfills all the criteria this is how it is supposed to function and this these are its characteristics and we certify that this will work accordingly that's the meaning of the word called called god said and god called he declared light be and then immediately light was and then now he's giving the characteristics of the light god called and you see the same pattern in the book of genesis verse 6 god said let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters hallelujah and again verse 8 god called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day verse 9 god said let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear and it was so and god called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas see that god said and god called he declared something and it brought it into existence and then he certified it and gave him gave those things characteristics Hallelujah and that's how it operates Hallelujah and now let's continue let's see how he made man Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and God said again the same word let us make man in our image after our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth God said that means he commanded he declared Hallelujah and then 
Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28, God blessed them and again said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Again, it's a declaration. That means he, he declared it and that is what man was from that moment. Hallelujah. He declared, fruitful, be, multiply, that's who you are. Dominion, that's who you are. That's what you will have. That's your nature. He declared it and in God's eyes, that's it. It's done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in whose image did God create man? God's image. Hallelujah. It's very important to understand. Because the same nature of God has been given to us. God put the same nature in Adam. In fact, the name Adam, you see the actual word written for the first time in the Bible in Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. But that was not the first time it actually appeared in the original text. When he said in, in Genesis 1.27, let us make man in our image. That's the same word Adam. He said, God said, let us make Adam in our image. It actually is Adam in our, ima- in our image. Be in our image. Hallelujah. That's how he made man. Adam, you're in our image. Be in our image. Dominion over the sea, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over everything that creeps upon the earth. That's who you are. And when he blessed them, he said, Adam, you're fruitful. You multiply. You replenish the earth. You subdue it. That's who you are. And when he said it, it was. Hallelujah. Brother, let's read uh, Genesis 1.26 in Canada. Hallelujah. Verse 27 and 28 also will read. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, remember the pattern God said and God called. Now, let's see in Genesis chapter 2, verse 19 onwards. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the earth, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Hallelujah. So God brought the animals to Adam to see what Adam would call them. It's the same word. That means what are the characteristics? What are, what is, how would Adam certify them to be? Hallelujah. And whichever way Adam called them or certified them, that's what they were meant to be. Hallelujah. 
That's how he established his dominion. That's Genesis 1.26 coming to pass. Hallelujah. He's establishing his dominion and authority. Hallelujah. And then, let's continue. We see verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle, to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto man. Now it gets interesting. So here, Adam gave names to all the animals, the cattle, everything. And whatever he called them, Whatever characteristics he certified them to have, they had all those things. But it says, he did not find them help me. That means all those animals were in pairs. But now, for Adam, he couldn't find a pair. Hallelujah. And now what happened? God brought a deep sleep upon Adam. We know. And out of using his rib, from his side, he brought forth the woman. Hallelujah. It says, he made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Now verse 23. And Adam said. It's the same word used in Genesis 1-3 when God said. That means Adam now declared something. Declared something in authority. What did he say? He said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called. Look at that. That's the next word, called. Now he's certifying something. He's approving the characteristic. Woman, because she was taken out of man. The word taken out means drawn out, fetched out. Hallelujah. Woman was taken out of man. So unless they are both together, they are not complete. Are you seeing that? In Genesis 1.27 it says, God created man in his own image. Male and female created he them. But now he separated the woman. He brought her forth out of Adam. Now Adam saying, she is a woman. He's certifying her. And without her, I am incomplete. That's what it means. So for Adam's faith to work, from now onwards, his wife is a part of it. Hallelujah. That's why Peter in 1 Peter 3, 7, he commanded the husband saying, Dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Hallelujah. Your prayers will be hindered. That means your faith will be hindered if you are not together with your wife. If you are not in agreement with your wife. Why? Because the woman came from the man. And unless they are together in agreement, the faith will not work in, in marriage. In marriage. Hallelujah. In Genesis 2.24, the next verse says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Why? Why? Because she was taken from him and now he needs to find her to be complete. Hallelujah. And together they work as a team. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're getting this, but I believe you're getting something here. This is very important. So, if you're married, you need to be in agreement with your wife. 
need to honor your wife, take care of her, hallelujah, as a daughter of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, hallelujah, and be in agreement with her. Why? So your faith will operate. What you're praying for, what you're standing in faith for will work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is important. Brother, let's read uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 19 to 24 if possible. Yeah. ಆದಮನು Tartanada Devu Manushaninda Takondu Pake Yelbuano, Striagi Madidano, Avalano, Avana Baliga Pandano, Aga Adamano, Yulu, Iga Nana Yelbula Yelbu, Nana Mamsa the Mamsa, Agi Kitale, Yulu, Naraninda, Tegilita, Tegil Patitalendo, Nariendo, Arepodo Andalo, Adurinda, Manushanutana, Tande Tayolano, Bitto, Tana Hindatiano, Sericolono, Auro, Wunde, Sharida Wagiro. Hallelujah. So you see Adam operating in the faith of God. Adam created in the image and likeness of God. And now he is operating the same way God operated. Hallelujah. So when he said something, he's expecting that to happen. When he said it, when he declared it, it is so. Hallelujah. And he certifies it the same way God certified. Hallelujah. So this is very important. This is the original plan and purpose of God. And this is how man was created and supposed to operate exactly the same way as God. And Genesis 1 confirms that. Hallelujah. There is no other way man is supposed to operate. There is no other way you can rule and dominate on the earth and live as a king. The way God wants you to be. But by faith. That's why we read, if you are not operating in the realm of faith, it is an offense to God. It is sin. Because when God looks at you, He's like, man, this is not how I made them to be. This is not who they are. They've been lied to. They're not operating in the full capacity of who they are. Imagine God looking at man and saying, my goodness, oh. He's offended. Yeah. That's the meaning of that word. I'm sorry, you may not like it, but that's what the word means. It's an offense to God if you're not in faith. You cannot please Him. You are not bringing any delight to Him. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. Let's see. We're going to see some more about this faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Hallelujah. I want you to focus especially on the last part which says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. 
Hallelujah. Here the word dealt means to distribute or to divide or to given. Hallelujah. And then the measure is the word metron, which means a fixed measure. A fixed measure. That means God has distributed a fixed measure of faith to every man. That means it's not a measure that is different. One meter is one meter. 100 centimeters in India, in US, whichever part of the world you go, one meter equals 100 centimeters. It does not vary. Hallelujah. Same way, this measure that God has given is a constant. He has distributed to every man the standard measure of faith. Hallelujah. Let's hear that in Kannada, brother. Nimmolge pratiyobbanu nanna tanna yogyatege meeri bhavisikollade devaru pratiyobbanige avanavana vishwasada pramanakanusaravagi kottante tannanu mitavagi tilidukollabekendu nanage kodalpattiro krupeganusaravagi nanu heluttene Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Peter 1:1. Says Simon Peter a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Now Peter is speaking here. To whom is he speaking? Speaking to us, speaking to the church. But he describes them in a certain way. He says to them that have obtained, see it's past perfect tense. You've already obtained it does not say you are going to obtain. It says you have already obtained something. What is it? Like precious faith with us. The word like precious is the Greek word isotimos, which means of equal value and honor. Of equal value. That means exactly the same. Absolutely no difference. Hallelujah. What does he mean by that? That means he's talking to the church. He said, my brethren, my brethren, you have obtained the same equal amount, the same precious faith as us. Equal amount, same weight, no difference with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. So we saw in Romans 12, 3, God has given or distributed a standard measure, which is equal. And what is that measure? It is equal to the same faith that Peter had. So that means it's same as what Paul had. Hallelujah. You have the same measure of faith as the Apostle Peter. And what is that measure? What kind of measure is that? Equal value, equal weight, equal amount. As, as Peter. He said, oh, but that is Apostle Peter. The rock. The Pope. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, you. I didn't say this. The scripture says, you have the same amount of faith. God has already distributed. God has dealt. God has already distributed to you that standard measure of faith. And what is that measure? Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Hallelujah. This measure 
is the same measure as the faith of Jesus, which is the faith of God. Hallelujah. The same faith that God had when He created heaven and earth. The same faith in which Jesus operated. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said, I live my life with the faith of the Son of God. Not my own natural faith, which depends on the circumstances, which, which is affected by anything and everything that happens around me. No. But I live by the faith of the Son of God. The same faith in which Jesus operated. To heal the sick. To cleanse the leper. Hallelujah. That same faith. I operate in that faith. Hallelujah. And it's the same faith that Peter had. And Peter said. You and me. We have received equal value. And equal honor of that faith. Hallelujah. Ooh, I'm excited about that. That's why. Jesus could boldly declare. In John 14 verse 12. Whatever I did. You will do also even greater things. I mean, if he had given us a lower quality of faith or a lower amount or a lower measure of faith, it is unfair from his part to expect us to do the same work that Jesus did and even greater things. Hallelujah. If that is our God, then he is not fair. He is not a fair God. To expect us to do the same work as Jesus did and give us a, a, a lower measure of faith, no, that's completely unfair. He is a just God and He will judge righteously. Hallelujah. He has given us the faith. He has already dealt with you. He has already distributed it to you and me. The same measure of faith as Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's the same faith of God that Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two. 22. He said, have the faith of God. And this is how it operates. You believe in your heart and you speak. You believe that whatever you say will come to pass, it will happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. Hallelujah. Brother, let's uh, read uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 3, 2 Peter verse 1 and Galatians 2 20 if possible. I'm sorry. Romans 123 second ನಂಬಿಕೆಯನ್ನ I mean, just reading it again, hearing it again, it just builds up our faith. Hallelujah. I am excited about this. And Jesus is called the author and the, and the finisher of our faith. It started with Him, it ends with Him. Hallelujah. That's uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. He is the author and finisher of our faith. 
Hallelujah. God knew that we will not be able to operate in any other way. He did Actually, He did not design us to operate any other way. He designed us to operate the same way He functions. Hallelujah. He made the heaven and earth by His faith, created everything. Then with the same faith, He created man in His image. And put the same faith in man and said, now you operate the same way. I give everything into your hands, in your dominion. You rule and reign the same way I operate. Wow. Hallelujah. By the fall of man, we lost that ability. But now Jesus came and restored it for us. Hallelujah. So today you and me, we can operate in that same faith of God. Hallelujah. It does not matter what our culture is, our religious uh, background, our educational background. As long as you are born again, you qualify to operate in this faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore I, have, I spoke. We also believe, therefore speak. Hallelujah. It's past tense again. We having, that means we already have. What? The same spirit of faith. <laughs> Not a different spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. And what do you do? You believe and you speak. The same way God operated. Hallelujah. The same way Jesus did the miracles. He did not doubt even for one second. He did not doubt for one second. He just believed and he spoke. And he appreciated all those who operated like him. Hallelujah. You see all the miracles that, that happened. Most of them, most people received their miracles, their healings, their deliverances by their faith. And he told them, your faith made you whole. Your faith has, uh, by your faith you received the sight. Hallelujah. That blind man did not operate in sight. He could not see. So what? How did he walk behind Jesus? He walked in faith. How did Bartimaeus cry? Son of Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He was operating in faith. He ran behind Jesus shouting. That was a step of faith. And Jesus appreciated it. Your faith gave your sight back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Most of us, we believe in what we see. Jesus said, we walk by faith and not by sight. That's how Bartholomew, uh, I mean, he walked. <laughs> Hallelujah. He did not have sight in the first place, but he walked in faith. He ran behind Jesus in faith and he received his healing. The woman with the issue of blood. Hallelujah. He told her, your faith made you whole. When the, when the disciples doubted, he asked them, where is your faith? How could he rebuke them like that? Because he taught them. Hallelujah. And he expected them to operate the same way. On the boat, when the winds were boisterous, he was sleeping. Why? Because he expected his disciples to operate the same way. Hallelujah. And today he expects us to operate the same way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes... By hearing and hearing by the word of God. I like that word hearing. 
I mean, this is a very famous scripture in the faith circles. You've heard it over and over again. You ask anybody who attends a good church, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But do you know that word hearing, it has two parts in it. It's the Greek word akoe, which has two parts. The first part is the act of hearing, where you hear something. And the second part is the act of making yourself heard. How do you make yourself heard? Speaking. Hallelujah. As you speak, you hear yourself. Faith comes, the faith that is already inside you, the faith of the Son of God that, that, is all, that God gave us is already inside you. And how, do you, how does that faith come out? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. The faith of God is designed to operate or to, to, to be, is designed to be stimulated by the word of God. Hallelujah. There is no other way it operates. So as a believer, as a child of God, none of us have a faith problem. We have the same amount of faith as Jesus. But what we have is a knowledge problem. The lack is in the knowledge of the word of God. Jesus said, you shall know the truth. What is the truth? The word of God. And the truth shall set you free. God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. God's own people perish for lack of knowledge. So it's our responsibility to get knowledge of the word of God. How? By hearing and by hearing. Not having heard. You may have heard it years ago. But are you hearing it again? Are you hearing the word of God pertaining to your situation right now? If not, you are not in faith. Hallelujah. Are you believing for something? Are you believing for a breakthrough? Are you believing for healing? What are you hearing? Are you constantly hearing the, the doctor's report? Are you constantly hearing the statistics that is given in the news? That today we crossed the 5000 mark. Are you constantly hearing that? Is that what you are building your faith on? Then my brother, my sister, you are not operating in the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith which is already in you is comes, it operates by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. The act of hearing and the act of making yourself heard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Constantly, constantly hear what the word of God says. And that's the only way you can maintain that lifestyle of faith. Hallelujah. Maintaining that lifestyle of faith. It is so important. That's why God made sure at least four times in the Bible. Once in the Old and three times in the New Testament. It is written, the just, the justified, the righteous shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is important to God. And it brings Him pleasure and delight. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the famous chapter on faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Some people call it the hall of fame of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Before I forget, let's hear that in Canada. I'm sorry brother John, sorry about that. Nambikeyo nirikshesu nirikshe Hallelujah. 
It says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word substance used to bother me. I didn't understand what that meant. It's the substance. What is this substance? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What does it mean? That particular word substance in there, I just couldn't, for, for some time I couldn't get it. But then when I looked at the meaning of that word, in Greek it's a word hypostasis. Hupo means, it's, it's a, I mean hypostasis, it's a combination of two words, hupo and stasis. Hupo means alongside, by something. And stasis means to stand. So when you put the two words together, means to stand by something. To stand alongside something. That's the meaning of the word hypostasis. So when you put that meaning there, with the meaning of the word hope, I told you, the word hope means confident expectation. Confident expectation. So let's look at Hebrews 11 once again. It means, now faith is standing alongside, hallelujah, standing alongside or standing by strongly, firmly, the things that you are confidently expecting. That means you are not moving around. You're standing by it. No matter what comes, aha, uh -huh, I'm standing by it. Like a bulldog. I mean, I've got a German shepherd at home. I mean, she loves to play with the rope. Anytime, I mean, I've got a rope that we tied on a tree. And the purpose of that rope was my kids to learn climbing. But my dog, when she comes out, she keeps pulling on that rope. She loves to chew on that rope. And if you try to pull it out of her, uh, she keeps pulling stronger, pulling harder. There is absolutely no way you can get it out of her mouth. The only way you could do it is by handing or by showing another piece of the same rope. She will leave this end and go to the other end. She loves that rope. No matter what you do, she will not let go. That's the meaning of this word substance. You are standing by what you are confidently expecting no matter what. Your circumstances may try to pull it away from you. They might try to push you down. But you are saying, uh -uh, I stand by. I stand by. This is what I am expecting. This is what I believe in. God said it. I believe it. And it has to come to pass. That's what it means. Faith is standing by. Standing alongside the things that you are confidently expecting. And that is the evidence of the things that you have not seen naturally, but it was, you are expecting it to come to pass. Hallelujah. You are expecting it. Hallelujah. And then, let's go to verse 2. That's verse 1. Verse 2 says, For by it, by what? By faith, the elders obtained a good report. Now here, as you see, the rest of the chapter, you see it's about the good report. That the elders or the patriarchs and the matriarchs of the Old Testament, the report that they obtain, the report of their faith. Hallelujah. So this chapter is a chapter of the report, the good report of the elders. But then verse 3, let's look at that. This is very important. Verse 3 it says, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were, ma were not made of things which do appear. Now, when I look at this, 
Sometimes you wonder. Well, verse 2 is talking about elders. Now verse 3, it went into creation. What does it mean? Through faith we understand the worlds. I mean, again, worlds, plural. What does it mean? Were framed by the word of God. Mm-hmm. How can this happen? Well, what, I mean, what is the flow here? Verse 2 about the, the, the elders. Verse 3, it went on to the creation. And then when you read verse 4, it goes back to the elders. So, what? why is that verse 3 sticking out? Was uh, the writer of Hebrews, was he thinking something? Suddenly his attention was deviated? No. When you look at the meaning here, it says, the word for worlds is eon. It is talking, it is not talking about the physical world. It is talking about a time frame. It's talking about time frame. A particular season of time. Hallelujah. And then it says the word frame means to take something that is already there and to bring about a change. That's the meaning of that word frame. To take something that is already there and use that to bring about a change. So when you put that meaning there, it, mean, it, it comes out like this. Hallelujah. It comes out like this that through faith we understand that the time frame, a particular time, the way things were happening at that time, those in spite of those things, the situation were changed. How? It says by the word of God. The word is rhema, that means spoken word. This is not a word out of context. This is not a scripture out of context. This is actually talking about how those elders, in spite of the situation the, or, or, or the conditions of the time that they were in, how they received a spoken word from God and they used that to bring about change in their time and in their season. Hallelujah. You need to understand that. See, we are going through a time and season right now where lockdown is the norm. Physically attending churches, people have forgotten some of them. I mean, by this time, I mean, if you had a kid in uh, May or in Jan, I mean, your kid is already grown up. The baby's size has come up. Many people have taken it to be normal to stay at home. Hallelujah. Uh, it's, it's becoming easy for them to stay away from church. So I've heard some people say, Oh, I forgot it was Sunday. I just slept off. I forgot it was Wednesday. Meanwhile, we keep sending SMSs, messages. <laughs> and they forgot. Ah, it's, it's online. It's anyway, I can go and watch it. I can do it at my own sweet time. I've got work. Well, brother... You are separating yourself from fellowship. There is a corporate anointing when you gather together with the saints. That's why Bible says, forsake not the assembling of the brethren. So when you gather together, even if it is online, you are there together. Hallelujah. That's why when it comes to uh, marriage counseling, we do not advise the couple to stay separately. If they start staying separately... Then after some time, they get used to saying separate and it becomes easy for them to divorce. It's the same thing in the church. The more you stay separate, it becomes easy for you to separate away from that movement of God. 
Hallelujah. Each church is unique. They have a flavor. And there is a particular move of God that is happening among that crowd. And the more you separate yourself from gathering together, you become like that animal that is separated from the pack. Oh yes, I heard the word. But you did not gather together at that time. When you call for foundational doctrine classes online, when we gather on Google Meet, why, why do we have to gather like that? Because it's a time and opportunity that we are committing ourselves to gather together corporately. Whatever your situations and backgrounds are, you leave it all, you commit yourself to come together. Even if it is online and the presence of God is there. And God moves. Hallelujah. I hope you are understanding this. So what is happening here in Hebrews chapter 11? Those people, uh, the Abraham, those patriarchs, what did they do? They heard or they received a spoken word from God. And they used that word to frame their world. To change the existing situation that they were in. And they changed it. Hallelujah. They changed it. Moses was happy to be in the desert. But when he had that burning bush experience and when he received a word from God, he used that word to bring about a change. For 400 years, the, the children of God were in slavery. That was the norm. They got so used to it. But when Moses received a spoken word, he took that word, he acted on it and he brought about a change. Hallelujah. Noah. The people had never heard about rain. They never knew what rain is. But Noah, he received a word, of, word from God. A spoken word from God. Build an ark. I'm going to send rain. Even though it did not make sense to him in the natural, he took that word. Hallelujah. And humanity was preserved. Hallelujah. That word that he received brought about change. Hallelujah. Those people are in that book, in that chapter for a reason. They are examples for us to follow. They received a word. They stuck with it. And they brought about change in their existing situation, in those scenarios that were around them, that were putting people down. Hallelujah. It is for us, brother and sister, right now. This is for us right now. We are in a season where we have received word from God. God had given us specific instructions in the beginning of the year. I, I don't think that was by accident. And I don't think pastor just said something just like that. Spend time praying, hearing from God, seeking God. And those instructions were given specifically for us. Because God knew what's going to happen in the rest of the year. And if you look at those, those words that we received, they were apt to the point. Hallelujah. I would encourage you, go, go back and, and look at those scriptures. Look at those words that we received. Take the printout. Hallelujah. It's our season to receive the word of God and bring about a change. We can change these things. We can change the situation by faith. And by doing so, we bring pleasure to God. We bring pleasure to God. Hallelujah. So Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 can be translated like this. Through faith, those time periods, those centuries, those generations, 
with the present or past scenario of what, what was happening, they were completely altered. That time frame was completely altered and remodeled and reshaped by those who received a word from God. That's what that verse, verse 3 means. Hallelujah. And the Bible is full of such people who received a word from God and they brought about change. Hallelujah. Now, with this understanding, with this understanding, let's take a slight turn. Hallelujah. In the praise and worship, you heard the song uh, from Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 onwards, the song about the blessing. Hallelujah. Let's go to Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 onwards. It says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Uh -huh. This is called the blessing. The, this is a blessing that the high priest, it's called the Aaronic blessing or the the hebrews call it the kohenim blessing the word kohen that rep, uh, refers to the priest those who are born in the priestly family so this is a blessing that the priests will bless the people with it said they will lay their hands they shall put the hand like this and they will put it on their head and they will bless them saying the lord bless you and keep you, the Lord shine His face upon you, and be gracious to you, and the Lord lift up His face towards you, and give you peace. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. Now, many people sing this song. I like the song. They sing this. But how is this relevant to us, here in the New Testament? It's good to sing the song, but it's good to understand the, the understand this, from a New Testament perspective. If you understand this from the New Testament perspective, you shall operate in it. Hallelujah. Let's look at it. The word, the first blessing, the uh, verse 24 says, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. See, in the Hebrew, they speak it uh, expecting these things to happen. It's like a wishing, it's like a desire for these things to happen. May the Lord. It's actually they say it like this. May the Lord bless you. That means something happening in the future. But let's see what the scripture says about this. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Says this is the New Testament. We are looking at the Old Testament through the New Testament. Ephesians 1 3 says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us. With all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. If you are born again, you are in this place called in Christ. The moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit took you and immersed you in this body called the body of Christ. And that's your identity right now. You are baptized into that body. You have become the body of Christ. Christ means the anointed one on the earth. And that is how you operate. And it says here, in Christ, He has already blessed you with every blessing in heavenly places. Again, that is past perfect tense. 
That means it is something that is already completed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I forget, Brother John, let's read Numbers chapter 6 verse 22 to 27. Now, Moshe Sangada Matanadi, Heli Benandre, Nino Aranana Sangadalo, Avana Kumara Sangadalo, Matanadi, Heli Bekada Nenandre, Nivu Israel Makarano, Ashirva the Suaga, Iprakara, Avrike Heli Beko, Kartano Nino Ashirva the Sali, Nino Kapadali, Kartano Tana Mukavano, Nina Kadege, Prakashisuante, Mardi, Ninage, Diatorisali, Kartano Tana Mukavano, Nina Kadege Yeti, Ninage, Samadana, Anugrahisali, Auru Nana Hesarano, Israel Makarayendo, Ida Bekendo, Nane Aurano, Ashirva the Sueno. Hallelujah. Let's read Ephesians chapter one, verse three, also, brother. Namapu Ada Yesu Christana Devoru Tande Agiruatanige, Stotra Vagali. Hallelujah. So here in number 6, they are expecting the blessing to come. But in Ephesians chapter 1, we look at it from the finished work on the cross. We look backwards. We are already blessed with every blessing that heaven has. Hallelujah. In the, I like the, the Passion Translation. I'll read it for you. It says, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because He sees us wrapped into Christ. That is why we celebrate Him with all our hearts. Wow! I love that. Look at that. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father you're already blessed there is no more spiritual blessing or separate blessing in heaven that god has kept it hidden from you no everything in heaven he's already lavished it upon you you're already blessed hallelujah the new creation in christ you're already blessed. Hallelujah. And the next part is, the Lord bless you and keep you. The word keep is the word samar, which means to be preserved, to be guarded carefully, to watch, to be watched over carefully. Hallelujah. That's the meaning of the word keep. Now let's look at it from the New Testament perspective. Go with me to Jude chapter 1 verse 1. Jude chapter 1 verse 1. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. Now listen. To them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. <laughs> Look at that. It says, to whom? To them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved. Hallelujah. You're already preserved. Hallelujah. Already preserved. That means there's nothing that can harm you. Hallelujah. Colossians 1.13 says, He has already delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us, moved us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Hallelujah. All the preservation you need is already given to you. 
as a new testament born again blood bought child of the uh, uh, of the uh, of the most high god as a new creation in christ you are preserved because you are in that place called in christ hallelujah this is relevant for us right now this is relevant hallelujah because people are running helter skelter they're thinking, oh, what will happen if I don't wear a mask? If my children go out without wearing a mask? If my children touch some, uh, some things? If I, my children touch that bike there? I mean, people are literally scared. They tell their children, I just heard it in the morning today. Someone telling their kids, don't touch anything out there. Be careful. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. We are preserved in Christ. We are in that most holy place. In the anointed one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at the next one. It says, The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord make His face. That means you're somewhere in the dark and then the Lord is looking at you and then when He found you, the light will shine on you. I mean, this is a desire again. May the Lord's face shine upon you. But what does the New Testament say? Let's look at that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. We'll read verse, uh, uh, verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look at that. It says, He already commanded the light to shine. And He has already shined in our hearts. Hallelujah. You are in Christ. You are in the most shiniest place of all. <laughs> Hallelujah. His face is already on you. Hallelujah. When Jesus came in John chapter 1, He says, or before that, Brother John, let's read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6. Hallelujah. His light is already shined upon us. In John 1 verse 4, it says, In Him, in Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of men. The, and the light shines in darkness. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, This was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. Look at that. This is the light. Hallelujah. The light of the face of God that is shining upon all men. Hallelujah. I am so excited about this. In him was the light. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And then he added to it in Matthew 5 verse 14. He said, now you are the light of the world. Hallelujah. Unless you are in the light, unless you already have received the light on you, you cannot be light. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? We are looking at an Old Testament blessing from the New Testament perspective. 
I know this song is very famous. People are singing it. I mean, the last couple of days, I've been listening to that song, song many times. My children says, Daddy, I, I, what's gotten into you? You don't listen to songs like that. I said, I'm studying. <laughs> I'm studying. Each time I listen to it, I'm looking at it from a New Testament perspective and I'm worshipping God. They sing, the Lord bless you and keep you. I sing, the Lord has blessed me and He's preserved me. Hallelujah. I mean, you hear it, but you're looking at it from a New Testament perspective. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then let's continue. Brother John, let's uh, read uh, John chapter 1 verse 4 and 5. ಆತನಲ್ಲಿ ಜೀವವಿತ್ತು ಆ ಜೀವವು ಮನುಷ್ಯರಿಗೆ ಬೆಳಕಾಗಿತ್ತು ಆ ಬೆಳಕು ಕತ್ತಲಲ್ಲಿ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಿಸುತ್ತದೆ ಆ ಕತ್ತಲು ಅದನ್ನು ಗ್ರಹಿಸಲಿಲ್ಲ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಏಟ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ವ್ ತರುವಾಯ ಯೇಸು ತಿರುಗಿ ಮಾತನಾಡಿ ಅವರಿಗೆ ನಾನೇ ಲೋಕಕ್ಕೆ ಬೆಳಕಾಗಿದ್ದೇನೆ ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಹಿಂಬಾಲಿಸುವವನು ಕತ್ತಲಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ನಡೆಯುವ ನಡೆಯುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ಜೀವದ ಬೆಳಕನ್ನು ಹೊಂದುವವನು ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನು Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 onwards we will read. It says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Look at that. It says, God is working in us. Why? To will and to do of his good pleasure. And how do you give pleasure to God? By faith. By faith. And it says, Um, Verse 14, do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as a light in the world. Hallelujah. See, this is God's desire. This is what brings pleasure to Him. This is His will for us. And this is what He is working in us. That we will now be lights. We will shine as lights. Where? In a wicked and perverse world. I mean, I don't have to explain that. You look around you, you will see wickedness and perverseness everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, you can't watch uh, TV without seeing wickedness and perverseness trying to creep into your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some movies you sit, you read the review, you see that, oh, the review is good, the acting is amazing. But as you watch it, you will see homosexuality creeping up. You see all kinds of perverseness creeping up. Hallelujah. So you can't simply trust even uh, the, the report or review of a movie and watch it freely. Hallelujah. Because there's perverseness and wickedness surrounding us everywhere. Hallelujah. And in this world, we are supposed to shine as lights. Why? His face has already shined upon us. We have the light of God. We have the light of the gospel. We are in Christ and we shine. We shine forth His light. Hallelujah. Let's look at the the next verse in uh, number 6, verse 26. Again, it is talking about God's face. It says, The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Now this is the idea of God lifting up. Finally, see in verse 25, He was looking for us. He found us. The light shined on us. And then in the next verse, He's lifting us up. Lifting us up and making us coming to His face level. 
Are you getting this? Imagine you're lifting up a child from the floor. The father is lifting up that child and saying, Oh my baby, my darling, I love you. See, what is happening? The father is lifting up that child who is down, bringing him up to his level and looking at that child face to face at the same level. Now that is what is talking about here. The Lord lift up his countenance. So God is lifting up his countenance and give you peace. Hallelujah. What does it say? What do you mean by that? In Ephesians 1 verse 19 onwards we see God raised Christ from the dead. And where is Christ seated now? At the right hand of God the Father in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. That is the position of Christ. And in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7 it says and God has raised us up together and made us sit together in Christ Jesus. In the same level. At his right hand. Hallelujah. So it has already happened. He has lifted us up. His face has already shined upon us. We are seated in Christ. In the heavenly places. <laughs> his face is upon us. And then it says. He will give you peace. That is Irene or Shalom. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Those are the words of Jesus in John 14 verse 27. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives, I give unto you. So let not your heart be troubled and let it not be afraid. Jesus has already left that peace with us. We have that peace in our heart. Hallelujah. We have that peace that Jesus has given. Hallelujah. So you and me, we have the peace of the Son of God. We already have it. We are not looking forward to have peace. So now, with this perspective, let's look at that blessing. Let's look at Numbers chapter 6. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. How do you see it? The Lord has blessed me with every blessing in heavenly places. In Christ. I am in Christ. I am seated there. And I am preserved in Christ. And He has shined His light upon me. His face is upon me. I am the light of the world now. I have the light of the gospel. And I have received grace. Grace and truth has come through Jesus Christ. I have received grace upon grace. And He has lifted me up. And made me sit together in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And He's given me peace. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Hallelujah. This is relevant for this season. This is true. Even if businesses are failing. I mean somebody said everything is going down. The, uh, the business is going down. The economy is going down. Health is going down. The only thing that is not going down is my waistline. Hallelujah. He said the only down that is not happening is trimming down. Hallelujah. But that is not your story, my brother, my sister. Our story is, we, have, we are blessed. We are in Christ. We have received the word from God. Hallelujah. And we operate in the faith of the Son of God. And we have our victory. Hallelujah. 
1 John chapter 5 verse 4 our last scripture it says whoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith hallelujah the faith of the son of God that is in us that is what overcomes the world hallelujah Jesus said I have already overcome and he gave us his faith the same faith by which he overcame and we have it right now. And with the word that we receive, we are bringing changes to this season. Hallelujah. We are going to affect the lives of millions. It may look like we are locked down, we, are, we, are, we, we, we don't have much reach, but trust me, we are reaching people. You and me, as we speak, as we go out there, as we obey the word that we received, as we be doers of the word of God. Hallelujah. We are bringing pleasure to God. We are bringing Him delight. We are in that faith. In that realm of faith that brings delight to the heart of God. Our Father. He looks at us and says, that's my child. I love him. He brings so much of delight to my heart. That's my daughter. Hallelujah. I believe you received something. I believe you understood this. This is the will of God for this season, for this time. Hallelujah. And thank you, Brother John. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you. And you know that he was acting in faith. He was also operating in faith. He's expecting and he to, to receive the right translation and speak it. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother. You are blessed. And thank you, Pastor, for giving this opportunity. Thank you. I, I, I believe we are blessed. I'm so grateful for the word I received that has transformed my life. And I believe it is transforming your life. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you had a great time. And I want you to remember that many forces, many people are involved working to bring these things to the media. And, you know, there's a lot of effort and they're quite busy. And it's just a blessing and we're glad to do it. Praise God. I'm going to read a verse out of John chapter 6 and verse 27. It says, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto eternal or everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him has God the Father sealed. You know, it's okay to work here and there, but notice, try to direct your efforts towards heaven all the time. Look to Him for strength. Everlasting life, eternal life will be ministered to you as you trust God. The flow will continue as you work there in the marketplace. As we meditate on these things, you know the Son of God has been sealed to give us that life. He's authorized to let it flow through you and I. Amen. So enjoy giving, enjoy pouring out your heart, Directed towards God, all your work, your actions. Tell Him it's for you, Lord. These hands are working because of you. Amen. If you'd like to give, this is an opportunity. Let's give in Jesus' name. Out of your substance, from whatever God has blessed you, it's a great opportunity to give. Shall we give in Jesus' name? Thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have this little offering bag here, which uh, came from our children's ministry. In such a blessing. Hallelujah. We're also using this as a point of contact to be able to give by media, you know, tithes, offerings, whatever gifts. I believe the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. And here, as you give to the Lord, you must remember that it's into His nail-pierced hands that you are putting it. Even though we seem to be receiving it, He that lives forever is receiving it. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Worship you, Lord. Worship you. Worship you. You gave us strength. You gave us ability. You gave us. And from that we now offer to you, Lord. As your people give, may they receive in every area of their life more than enough for every good work. You have not run out. The earth must yield. The angels work with us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Open doors. Favor for your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. We're going to spend time taking communion. I would like to hear uh, verse 27 of chapter 6 in Canada, please. John 6, 27. Yes. Nasha wagua ahara kagi Allah. Nikta jiu nuntumadu ahara koskar dudiri. Adanu manasha kumar nume kuduanu. Amen. Praise God. There is a kind of bread that perishes and there is another that endures to eternal life. So God is not against work. God is for work. But notice, we are not trusting in our strength or our ability. We are expecting from the glory of God. We are expecting from the life of God. Amen. One day at a time is enough. Let's celebrate this this bread, this life. Hallelujah. In that cup, in this bread, there is a person who has been sealed by heaven to be the right person who has given us this life. You know, in the covenant, in the days of old, people used to eat that animal and drink its blood, thinking that that life would come into them. And um, that is an ancient thought. It's a similar thought that we are expecting today. That as we eat and as we drink, the life of God you know, is actually working in us. Praise God. So expect healing. Expect the sign, the wonder to happen as you take this meal today. Hallelujah. Shall we? As you have a cup or bread with you, let's partake of this meal. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 That life, that blood, that ability. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are the one that's been sealed. You're the one that's been given that authority to give us the life. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Abba. We receive from the benefits of the life of God, healing, wholeness, soundness. We will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. We will live 
and declare the works of the Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we eat and drink? Hallelujah. I believe you had a good time and I'm sure you will enjoy the week ahead of you. You are blessed. Amen.